This is Reverend Joseph Caesar, and welcome to the Good News Program. I am truly blessed and honored to be called by God to be His servant to spread the good news of salvation to you all. You have done the right thing. Don't change the channel. You are not here by chance, but by divine guidance. And I want to thank you again, my radio friends. This is Reverend Joseph E. Caesar coming to you live from Wilmington, Delaware, home station in Paradise, California. Today I want to talk to you from First Kings chapter 3 and which it says that Solomon asks for wisdom. Solomon asks for wisdom. So Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh king of Egypt and married his daughter. He brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace and the temple of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. The people, however, were still sacrificing at their high places because a temple had not yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the instructions given by him by his father David except that he offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. The king went on to Gibeon to offer sacrifices for what was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand bond offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Ask, Solomon, for whatever you want 
for me to give it to you. And so, Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in the heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very, very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made yourself a king in the place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen. A great people, too numerous to count on. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor. You see, that's the thing with God. You can't make God to do wrong for you when, when your enemy you go to God to ask him for to destroy your enemies. God is not like that. God is not like that. 
for you. He said, I will give you all the things. I will give you what you have not asked for. Both wealth and honor. So that in your lifetime, you will have no equal among you. Among kings. None. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke and he realized it had been a dream. So he returned to Jerusalem, stood before the ark of the Lord's covenant, and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he gave a feast for all his court. He did not ask for wealth. But Lord said, I will give you wealth and long life. And so Solomon was given the wisdom for wise ruling. Now, two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of them said, Pardon me, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. And so during the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely, in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son, the son I had born. It wasn't. A mother had to know their child. The other woman said, No, the living one is my son. The dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, No, 
The dead one is yours. The living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. They argued before the king. The king said, This one says, My son is alive, and your, your son is dead. While that one says, No, your son is dead, and mine is alive. Then the king, then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. He then gave an order, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive, was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, Please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other said, Neither I know you shall have him. Cut him in two. Then the king gave his ruling, gave the living baby to her first, for to the first woman, do not kill him. She is his mother. That is what it says, a wise ruling, it's wisdom. And so after that, when all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. God always, the divine justice, God don't just please one and leave out the other. God is divine justice. So King Solomon ruled over all Israel. And these were his chief officials. Azariah, son of Zadok, the priest, Elihoreph and Ahijah, son of Shisha, secretaries, Jehoshaphat, son of Alihu, recorder, Benayan, son of Jehoida, commander in chief, Zadok and Abiatha, the priest, Aziatha, son of Nathan, in chair in charge of the district governors. Solomon had twelve district governors over all Israel, 
who supplied provisions for the king and the royal household. Each one had to provide supplies for one month in the year. These are their names. Ben Hall in the hill country of Ephraim, Bendeka in Makas, Shalbim, Beth Shemesh, Elion, Beth Hanan, Ben Hesed in Arubot, Sokoth, and all the land of of Hefer were his. The people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand of the seashore. They ate, they drank, and they were happy. And Solomon ruled over all the kingdom from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines as far as the border of Egypt. These countries brought tribute and were Solomon's subject all his life. Solomon daily provision were taught the cause of the finest flour and sixty cores of meal, ten head of stall fed cattle, twenty of pastured fed cattle, and a hundred sheep and goats, as well as deer, as deer gazelle, roebuck, and choice fowl. For he ruled over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River from Tipsha to Gaza and had peace on all sides. During Solomon's lifetime, Judah and Israel from Dan to Bathsheba lived in safety. Everyone under his own vine and under their own victory. And the Bible said that Solomon had 4,000 stalls for chariots and 12,000 horses. The district governors each in his month supplied provision for King Solomon and all who came to the king's table. They saw to it that nothing was lacking, not for King Solomon. If he had everything, they also brought to the proper place their quotas of barley and straw for the chariot horses and the other horses. Uh-huh. 
Let's talk about Solomon's wisdom. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insights and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the East and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Ezraite, wiser than Heman, Kalkol, and Dada, the son of Mehol. And his fame spread to all the surroundings, all the surrounding nation, his fame spread. He spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. He spoke about plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of walls. He also spoke about animals and birds, reptiles and fish. From all nations, people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom. Sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. Then Solomon start preparing, making preparation for the build for building the temple. So when Hiram, king of Tyre, heard that Solomon had been anointed king to succeed his father David, he sent his envoy to Solomon because he had always been on friendly terms with David. Solomon sent back his message to Hiram. You know that because of the wars waged against my father David from all sides, he could not build a temple for the name of the Lord his God until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side, and there is no adversary or disaster, I intend, th therefore, to build the temple for the name of the Lord. As the Lord told my father David, when he said, Your son whom I will put on the throne in your place will build it, the temple for my name. So give orders that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me. My men will walk with yours and I will pay you for your men whatever wages you set. You know that we have no one so skilled in felling timber 
as the Sardonians. When Hiram heard Solomon's message, he was greatly pleased and said, Praise be to the Lord today, for he has given David a wise son to rule over this great nation. So Hiram sent word to Solomon. Solomon builds the temple in the 480th year after the Israelites came out of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month of Ziv, the second month, he began to build the temple of the Lord. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 wide, and 30 high. Solomon built his palace. It took Solomon 13 years before, however, to complete the construction of his, his palace. He built the palace of the forest of Lebanon, a hundred cubits long, 50 wide and 30 high, with four rows of cedar, with four rows of cedar columns supporting trims, trim cedar beams. It was roofed with the cedar above the beams that rested on the columns, 45 beams, 13 to a row. Its windows were placed high in the sets of the three. 45 beams facing each other windows were placed high in the sets of, th of, of three, facing each other. All the doors that re rectangular frames they were in the front of the three facing each other, and all had temple furnishings, everyone had temple furnishings, and so Solomon. Prayer of Dedication Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands towards heaven and said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant David, my father. With your mouth you have promised and 
with your hand you have fulfilled it as it is today. Now, Lord, the God of Israel, keep for your servant, David, my father, the promises you made to him when you said you shall never fail to have a successor to sit before me on the throne of Israel. If only your descendants are careful in all they do to walk before me faithfully as you have done. And now, God of Israel, let your word that you promised your servant David, my father, come true. But will God really dwell or not? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. Yet give attention to your servant's prayer and his plea for mercy. Lord, my God, hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying in your presence this day. May your eyes be open towards this temple night and day. This place of which you said, my name shall be there so that you will hear the prayer your servant prays towards this place. Hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray towards this place. Hear from heaven, O Lord, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. When anyone wrongs their neighbor and is required to take an oath and they come and swear the oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act judged between your servants, condemning the guilty by bringing down on them heads that they have that they have done and vindication the innocent the treating them by treating them with accordance with their innocence when you your people Israel have been defeated by an enemy because they have sinned against you and when they turn back to you and give praise to your name, praying and making supplication to you in this temple. Then hear from heaven, my Lord, and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring back to the land you give to their ancestors. And when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain, because your people have sinned against you. And when they pray toward this place and give praise to your name and turn from their sins because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven, Lord, and forgive the sin 
of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain to the land you give your people for an inheritance in the name of Jesus. I thank you. This is the word of the Lord about the wisdom of Solomon. I shall continue this this story another time in another two weeks which I will go from the dedication of the temple and I will talk about the Lord appeared to Solomon and talk about none other but Queen, the Queen of Sheba, when she visits Solomon. I pray and thank you, Lord, for this message today. I pray that this message was a blessing unto those who are listening. I pray, O God, Father, that you'll continue to open hearts, bless their hearing, and bless BBS Radio and all those who are listening. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. Jesus is Lord, and Jesus is the Son of the living God. Jesus is coming again soon. So, get your house in order. In Jesus' name. Amen and Amen. May God richly bless you. Amen.